0: The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha,
1: Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to Alpha Bravo, Charlie. My name, as usual, is Jason, and I'm also with my buddy, Kevin, the Canadian beast that he is. Look at that beard. Hey, Kevin. Uh, I wanted to ask you this in the last episode, but I forgot, but thankfully I wrote it down. Um, is that a new Telecaster and a new Mandolin you have sitting there?
0: Telecaster's old. I've actually shown you the Telecaster. I, I was, Telecaster yeah. before. The Mandolin, uh, so thanks for paying attention to me. The uh, Mandolin uh, I bought years ago. I don't have a case for it, so when I moved out here, I just like got a beach towel and wrapped it in a beach towel, and then like taped the beach towel to it. I don't know. I, I don't recommend that for moving your instrument across country. Uh, and it stayed in that beach towel until like three weeks ago when I was like, I should probably bring the mandolin out. Uh, Cause this is, I'm working from home at the moment. So this is my background that if you have work calls with me, so if um, you, you call me through work uh, you get to enjoy some cool guitars.
1: Do you set your, your situation there up just so people can be impressed by and? have a little conversation starter (laughs) by your background
0: no that's where like my guitars hang i know that's where they hang i might tilt my pedals up a little more but it's also just like i like looking at them and being like yeah i do have a boss compressor sustainer yeah i do have a jhs morning glory i just noticed
1: your position in your office and where your camera's pointed is very much framing <laughs> framing your instruments
0: and that's just like that I only have this spot to put the desk in because next to me I have Mavis my two year old bass and I have her kennel and then Booker has a bed you can't really see it uh, on the ground it. right behind me so this room is super small it's I, I think legally it's probably not even a bedroom well I don't know maybe it is but it is small um so I, I'm just dealing with limited space
1: here well, that's fascinating, Kevin. Um, we
0: teed up some banter though in the last episode that we, we people have been waiting days to hear this, to hear your take. So I know we don't like getting political on here, but what's been going oh, right, on in the country right. has been a little interesting. So, as someone who's not American, let me ask you this: the guy from The Apprentice, he's no longer your president.
1: Um, that is semi-official now we are recording this on January 30th um, so all the same people in America understand that he is no longer a president all the same people have also are happy about that there is a contingent and by when I say contingent that makes it sound small no apparently according to news and according to polls 75 percent of a particular political party believe that because of his Rhetoric and his bull, his BS that he puts out there, um, that he is technically still the president because it was stolen from him, and they won't acknowledge Joe Biden as president, which is fine, you know. Um, I I I believe what you want, but it's not the truth. And as long as it doesn't inhibit Joe Biden being the president, I don't really care what they believe. The scary thing that's going on in America right now is that, out of that contingent I was speaking of, some people have i guess it's i guess the best way to describe it is in real time fan fiction explaining away why the things that they have predicted uh aren't occurring and there and there's uh even smaller contingent but still large that are have intentions of becoming violent over it because they don't like it And, and uh here in america we are a gun culture i i you guys uh, have a lot of guns up there in Canada. I, I can't. I can never remember if Canada is a country that
0: we do have some guns. Not as it's not as much a part of the culture. It depends where you go, right? Like my, I was talking about them in the last episode. My sister's brothers are big hunters and they're very pro gun. Whereas like uh, a lot of people are anti gun. I think it's like harder to get a, uh, a uh, like assault rifles up here. I don't know. If, I, I truthfully, I don't know if you can. But I, I'll say this: I've never held a gun. I don't know anyone that owns a gun except for like some hunters usually it's rifles and that sort of stuff well you right? know me i own
1: i own a gun um but like i'm not a gun guy i just own a gun i bought the gun because my grandpa uh when he was still alive he he likes shooting and i d- i bought it as like a thing like, hey we can go do this together it'd be fun to do um but uh, I, I like guns. I think guns are fun. I, I just – if the government came to me and said, hey, for the good of the country and so ch- children don't get shot in schools anymore, we need to take that gun away from you, I would be like, okay, here's that gun. Give me the money back, and which you know is what they propose, and uh, I would happily give that gun over to them because I don't care about guns. Uh, but some people here have the idea that – if they have a gun they can somehow stop black hawk, hawk helicopters from coming to their house and taking drones the gun you know that's all
0: things like i've i've heard american stock before that it's supposed to be i don't know how interesting this is it's supposed to be a like a the citizens conform citizens militia if the government ever goes crazy yeah um but at this point in age like if the government has drones at like a couple handguns and maybe a few assault rifles isn't probably going to do much about that
1: well, the huge problem wow. with the government going crazy thing you just said is, and, and here in America, is that it's all relative to who says they're going crazy. So, like, yeah. Uh, so the people that were against the Black Lives Matter um, protest <laughs> over the summer, over well, the people that were protesting being shot by police thought the government had gone crazy. So, and th- in, in the viewpoint of gun owners and people who are anti-Black Lives Matter. Those Black Lives Matter protesters uh, had every right to do what they were doing, but for some reason it wasn't cool. But when, say, the gun owners stormed the capital of the, the country and try to steal the country and stop the uh, election from, from being certified, well, somehow that's just them standing up for their rights. So it's very relative, and the people that are— claim that they want to have guns to stop the government from getting uppity. It's a little much, in my opinion. So, and they, nobody really means what they say about that. They just, they, whatever's good for them at that moment is what they care about. So that's that's where we are in America right now. It's kind of a terrifying time. But luckily, thank, thank God for COVID, uh, the sane people are on lockdown. We are at home most of the time. So um, as shitty as this is to say, you know, If you're following quarantine, or whatever you want to call it, uh, you're not going to be out to where, when these maniacs decide they're going to take back the country, you're not going to be in the the crowd being shot at. So, thankfully, hopefully, by the time summertime rolls around, people have vaccines, and we can go outside, people will have cooled down, and reality will set in. But that's never really going to happen here in America, because we've had mass shootings for years now, and even before Trump came around, so uh yeah that's that's pretty much where we are with that man <laughs> that's that's where america's right now.
0: Uh, that's pretty crazy uh i'll say this um i don't know so our prime minister is justin trudeau some people like him some people don't like him i don't know anyone that and I, I know a handful of people that think he's way too liberal which is funny because he's like a centrist like he's not like he's he's very much in the middle he's not like a conservative he's not his party's called the liberal party but they're a centrist party Um, I don't know any, no, I know very few people who are super passionate about one political Canadian party over another. If I know it, if if maybe a few people are super passionate about the Green Party, but that's because of the environment, they're super passionate about the environment. Um, so it's kind of, it's always really interesting when I talk to Americans and it's like, you guys are so, you're red or you're blue. Um,
1: you know, I I I think that's, that's uh, an unfair statement. I think most people are like me. I think most people, um, Hate like the cancel culture that's going on right now. We, I think most of us hate that. I think most people are like whatever about guns. If you take the guns, we don't. You don't really care. um We're not. You know, a lot of stuff like that. But there is this twenty. Well, twenty percent it used to be, but now it seems like it's forty percent on either side, and there is the twenty of us, twenty percent of us in the middle uh that are crazy about things and america is just super divided right now and then there's the gr- group of people like my wife and myself that are just like in the middle being like hey don't bring us into your shit because we we don't care either way you know um yeah that's that's pretty much the way america is man
0: i'm sorry about that
1: It's, it's but just
0: confirm my initial question the guy from the apprentice he's not your president anymore
1: TBD, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't okay. know. It just depends on who the idiot you're speaking to is. uh He's long gone. And you know what? We haven't heard from him since he was taken off Twitter.
0: And from Twitter. Twitter, like, it, isn't it? Yeah. He hasn't we had a way to communicate. The first rule of ABC Wilco we do not get political. And we have broken that two episodes in a row. Maybe we should jump in. I don't in. think we're
1: getting political, man. I think we're just saying.
0: I think we're getting real political. <laughs> I'm about to start endorsing uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, and talking about policies, and uh, and I'm not actually, I don't, well, anyways.
1: Well, today we're covering the song Hold Me Anyway, Kevin, off of Ode to Joy. Uh, This, you know, as we go through this alphabetical list, um, I will say that Ode to Joy has started growing on me. I wouldn't say I'm into it, but I would say it's growing on me. I think I may have said this
0: before. Whole time, you've been. "Mm, I
1: don't really like Ode to
0: Joy, and I've been like, okay, but just hold on, just wait, just you wait till we get to the crown jewel of Ode to Joy, the best song on the album. And that's today, buddy. That's hold me anyway. This This is the one best song on the album. This is it. If this doesn't convince you that you're wrong on Ode to Joy, I don't know, I don't know what to do.
1: I feel like one of the uh, before we took our break, we did a song that I think is my probably my favorite one. It's kind of a a more upbeat song. I can't remember what song I'm thinking Everybody Hides? Everyone Hides? That may be it, yeah. Um, Yeah, that is it, actually. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't say I I like the album, but it's growing on me. So Uh, you want to tell us some facts about Hold Me Anywhere? Do you have any facts? Should we just jump into the song?
0: The song title is Hold Me Anyway. That's my first fact. What did I say? Uh, You said Hold Me Anywhere.
1: No, I didn't.
0: Yeah, check the tape. Check the tape.
1: I'll let the listeners do that.
0: Okay. Uh, no, let's let's jump. Let's jump in. Alrighty.
1: Has a quiet starts, so just give it a sec to kick in, get the vibe going. I love his voice on this song.
0: The voice sounds great yeah. jeff tweedy knows how to use his voice he's not the greatest vocalist in the world he doesn't have a five octave range or something but he you know he ha- he knows his voice he knows how to use it effectively it sounds great on this song i think i just
1: mean there's uh, an effect on it it kind of sounds like he's in a big open room and it's echoey a little bit of course he stops singing as i go to
0: Uh, yeah, there's certainly some reverb on it, um, there's...
1: That's the word I was looking for, reverb.
0: Reverb, yeah. Um, audio mixers will use reverb to create space mm-hmm. in the song, so there's almost always a, at least a little bit of reverb on probably everything. Um, and the drums might have a little more, so they sound further back. But the guitars might have a little less, so they sound a little closer.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and
0: then he's going to this chorus, so this chorus is so catchy. melody so good.
1: But, but it is the Sesame street vibe. <laughs> it is. It is, man. That's that's a, uh, I, I, I think we should make a Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Well, you know what? I'll talk I'll talk about this with you afterwards. Maybe I'll make this tonight and make a T-shirt of this, but I have an idea for a shirt. Sure. sure.
0: Uh, Nellis's lead line here is wonderful. Beautiful.
1: I love the distortion he's using on this.
0: Yeah, his his analysis is so good at using effects to create colors in his guitar tone.
1: Ooh, um, Kevin, and it, that's beautiful. I like how you call it colors. I like. Uh,
0: to be cool. honest, I lifted that from the Nels Klein, uh, um, uh, what There's a rig rig rundown video that's on YouTube from like it's, it's a number of years old now, but it's worth a watch. And he says that in there, I think.
1: to see big bird so in this
0: one does everything that ode to joy you know and the early song can ode to joy does right the drums are very no symbols and but they, they they sound very woody almost right like they're very um organic um uh the guitar tones the same like the rhythm guitar is almost a little rubbery it sounds like to me um but then it just the song's like super upbeat um uh and it just it it's uh, um, kind of it feels like the whole album leads to this song.
1: Where does this fall in the track listing for? Uh... It
0: is the second to last song.
1: Okay. Yeah. For those of you at home playing along, I have a just a alphabetical playlist of every Wilco song, and we as we go through, I delete them, and that we keep track of what we've done already, and. Uh, It was a little behind-the-scenes for you there. Uh,
0: Yeah, and Empty Corner is the last song, and I think that was one of the very first songs we did on the show.
1: Yeah, we have done that. Well,
0: obviously you've done that. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm not a fan of the fade-out on songs. I wish they didn't do that. Um, I'm a big believer that just pick a chord. Just pick the the chord (laughs) that resolves the melody and end it there but
0: uh yeah i, I like I, I agree with you to a certain extent i like the fade out for um ends of albums or ends of sides so like a, a, on the end of side a if the last song fades out it does give that impression that the song goes on forever and we're just walking away from it um i think that's a cool effect when you used it, um like that in this song um this is not the, the last song it goes into an empty corner so i would agree with you there I, if i was in the band which I'm not anywhere near enough talented enough to be in the band, so maybe there's a method to their madness. I would, um, sit, you know, insist we end on resolve on a chord. But yeah. What do I know? I'm a mediocre guitarist. So. <laughs> um,
1: um, what do you, you have? Any thoughts on the song before? Uh... Well,
0: actually, I have a quote from Jeff Tweedy. So I have recently, and I apologize for not having this in any of the earlier Ode to Joy um, uh, episodes we did. Um, when the album came out, and I had forgotten about this, Jeff did a uh, bunch of commentary on Apple Music uh, where he just talks about each song, which is super helpful for us because, like, when it comes to heavy metal drummer, that song's been around for years. Jeff's talked about that song. He's in interviews and on stage. We know facts about that song, right? Some of these newer songs, oh uh, joy, he might have never – very well probably has never – publicly spoken about these songs so we don't have a lot of like story to dig into or or, you know what does the band feel about it but we do have this which is which is great it's like a couple sentences and i'll read it now uh so this is jeff Tweedy's words basically the whole record is just working up to hold me anyways it's a big goofy hug of a song and sorry i think it's just meant to be ridiculously loving and big-hearted and stupid i think that was the whole idea to kind of work the record towards this climax of embrace um which is definitely something i picked up on listening to it and a lot of listeners did and it to me i kind of equate that as it's a whole ode to joy is a whole album of radio cure, right radio cure is very dark and dreary until right at the right before the end it gets upbeat and happy and there's a little bit of, of uh the the we, I could look at the chords, of the music, and, and see if, if maybe they change from a minor key to a major key or something like that in, in Radio Kier. Uh, but we'll save that for the Radio Kier episode. Uh, but, you know, at the end of Radio Kier, about, you know, 80% of the way through the song, all of a sudden, um, it, it, it has that lift. To me, this is the same trick, but they did it over the course of the whole album. Well, a couple exceptions. Obviously, Everybody Hides is also a happy song. I think they had to sprinkle a few of that in because Radio Cure is a three and a half minute song or whatever it is. That's fine for three and a half minutes. For a 40 minute album, um, you know, that's probably a little long to get dreary. But the whole, I like, I love the idea of the whole album building to this big, goofy, loving song. Um, And that's really endearing. Yeah, that's that's, why I think Ode to Joy works best as an album, not as we're listening to it as individual songs.
1: So uh, just let me clarify what he said and uh, how I took what he said there. So is he saying that the whole album is built around getting to hold me anyway, or is he saying that hold me anyway is kind of a palate cleanser for what you just listened to?
0: Uh, he, Jeff's words, basically the whole record is just working up to hold me
1: anyway. Okay. So it's the record is in service to the song. Hold me anyway. That's interesting because uh, why, why wait that? i it, that's just a lot of dour d- downbeat songs in order just to get to one song. It's just like, Hey, th- that's a good s- whole thing. Well, that's was- that's
0: not, that doesn't mean that like um, the earlier songs are, are um, don't have any merit on their own. I think just in general vibes to the album, he's trying to, they're trying to build to one central theme to one central moment, but that's how everything works in terms of like, if you watch a movie, it all builds to the climax. They just specifically wrote, sequence this album so that this song is the climax of the album which personally i love because a lot of bands you get the feeling don't put that much thought and care into how the album as a whole flows uh especially in this day and age where like people can just make their own playlists and 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 give it zero thought whatsoever so i feel like a lot of bands since the mp3 era have sort of given up on that and don't put so much stock in that knowing that so much of their um audience base is probably listening to songs individually or out of order um so i love that wilco in the year 2019 when this album came out is still um making an album a genuine album that they hope you listen i'm putting words in their mouth now but i don't think they disagree with me that they hope you sit down put some headphones on listen to it in order um Uh, And enjoy it the way it was meant to be heard. I love that, personally.
1: Yeah, I I think it's great, too. Yeah, because especially with the advent of, I know, like, portable disc men and stuff like that had Shuffle as a feature on it. But, like, I've never been a fan of uh, the idea of getting onto Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you're using at the time, and picking an album. And then hitting shuffle? Oh, I I don't understand why you would go about yeah,
0: Or or going into a band as a whole, a band's uh, entire catalog and just hitting shuffle on it. Like I don't
1: have a problem with that. Uh, I think that's fine.
0: I, I do. I if I went in your car and you were doing that, I would think less of you. I'd judge you.
1: So that. If, if I went to Apple Music and say I wanted to listen to Fountains of Wayne, and I just open up the song listing and push shuffle. You you don't want me to do that. You want me to listen to the track listing. Of- I
0: want you to put on. I want to enjoy it. To me, that is like uh, having um, all of Quentin Tarantino's scenes from every one of his movie broken out and to do a random playlist, a video playlist like that and just watching scenes out of order. That's what Quentin I'm Tarantino very does much- with
1: his movies. Have you not seen Pulp Fiction? Like Fig- okay, but
0: there's still <laughs> he puts those, you know, you you, you kill Bill is two movies that that flow is one movie he he very much he told that story out of order but very much had purpose i'm going to reveal right. this then i'm yeah. going to reveal this then we're going to back up and look at this and, and show the origins of and uh, show her training here at the end to give her context like he, he was very purposeful when he did that he didn't just randomly choose that i'm just i just picked Quentin Tarantino yeah just just, a, a, it's a ironic because you picked the
1: one director. guy that does shuffle his, uh, <laughs> shuffle okay. his own
0: movies. take all the star wars movies and watch them Again, George Lucas did that
1: he showed the middle first then oh my god
0: (laughs) take all the Harry Potter movies I can't speak to Harry Potter I don't know and show them out of sequence and and just and let the computer decide which one to play I I love albums like and that's not to say like I have a whole bunch of seven inch records right I'll still listen to singles I'll still listen to an individual song but there's nothing like listening to a great album from start to finish where there's no weak songs it all flows together there's a general vibe but there's still variety and I think and that's why I like ode to joy so I think and, and even um the recent records too like Schmilco and Star Wars and even jeff's solo albums he's done a very good job of like limiting himself to 40 minutes of music 40 minutes ish um and and telling him a, a mood and a vibe and and taking us through that and putting a lot of thought and detail into those um song sequencing. I mean Jeff's always been doing that, even going back to being there, which could have fit on one disc, but he wanted to have that break in between uh the, the two CDs in between the the two sides of it where he wanted you in nineteen ninety six to pull the one C D out, put the other CD back in, just create that that break in the album.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I I think you're right. A lot of bands do just like, okay, here's 12 songs Let's just—it doesn't matter what order they go into. The only time that it does matter is if there's a like crossfade in between the two songs to where they kind of lead into one another. Um, there's a yeah. band that I'm—I've been listening to a lot lately from Canada, actually, uh, called The Dirty Nil. Have you heard of them? Never heard of them. Oh, well, they're kind of a big deal here in America right now, and y- you can tell the album's not very well crafted. Uh, you can—you could, could take that album, just put it on shuffle, and it doesn't matter what order you listen to it, and—and it's kind of it does not seem like a complete piece of work. It just seems like they put a, a, a best of album out. And yeah, so it's uh, I, I get what you're saying with that. I agree with you completely.
0: Yeah. I just got the, I'm a big, oh, I'm a bit of a, I, I used to be more. And now my interest is a little fading in um the white stripes and they just released a great sits album and they pressed it on vinyl and I got it. Cause I have all the other records. So I might as well get this one. And it like, that's not how i want to experience any of those songs. They're banned with only six albums and you know a couple of EPs and a handful of of singles. Like it's not that much work to if you're if you're the person who's already buying that album on vinyl, like you probably have most of the albums anyways. Um they're all in in, in print like just listen to the records, right? Because there's a great evolution for that band and to just hear them splattered across two LPs and a uh, greatest hits is just i don't know it feels I, weird to me i thought the same Going thing when that, the whole... when that came
1: out when the white stripes uh greatest hits are the best of the white stripes album came out a few months ago i saw that and it it, it made me think i was like what's the point in a greatest hits album on a service it's, it's, it's like apple music DNA, or spotify yeah. when it's all right there for you already like wh- is it just the thing to keep your keep the band in relevance are they coming back, and they just need something to spark the interest to come back uh, of coming back? Because uh, during quarantine, White Stripes did do a uh, live online performance, so I'm I don't know if they're coming back or not. But yeah, it, it did make me think: what is the point in making a best of album? Because on I don't know about Spotify, but on Apple Music, they uh, they make these as. Like the white stripes essentials. If you go to an artist page,
0: yeah, Spotify does that as well.
1: Yeah, so I, it's already made for if you. If you're listening to the essential yeah. white stripes, the best of white stripes is going to be on there, you know. So, yeah, yeah. so that, that is a weird thing to do.
0: Um, the last thing I have to say about Hold Me Anyway is uh, just an interesting factoid. Uh, this is one of two Wilco songs that I can think of with f bombs in it in this song. Jeff sings, I'm freaking the blank out. Of course, I'm not going to say it because this is a family podcast. (laughs) Um, In uh, Ashes of American Flags, he sings, uh, I wonder why we listen to poets when nobody gives a blank. So this song and Ashes, two Wilco songs with the rare F-bombs in them.
1: Hmm, I wonder if there's a way to search uh, like a, a Google for Wilco lyrics to tell you like you can look for a certain word in there we could probably
0: just copy if we really wanted to um we could probably just copy uh all the song lyrics in one document document and then just Control f and type in any swear word you want i've been listening for swear words so and i can say so far from a to most of the way through h uh i've only heard two f bombs
1: interesting well, everybody, if you want to go to abcwilco.com, find all the ways to support the show. It's a big help to us if you uh, look at those ways you can support the show. If you can't help us out by buying a t-shirt or whatever, or whatever you can always just go to your podcatcher, leave a rating and review. It's what helps us get found. It's the best way to support the show if you don't want to do so financially. Um, other than that, if you can go to Kevin's Instagram, at Kevin Vinyl, you can go to my Instagram, best. You can go to Hesse'sBest.com, buy some of my art. I think that's everything we usually pimp out. Kevin, is, am I forgetting anything?
0: Um, you know, um, maybe just wish everyone a happy uh, a happy day in, uh, you know, whenever they're listening to this in March, if you're listening to launch, and whatever day of the year it is when you're listening to this in 30 years from now.
1: It's on the Internet. It will exist forever. Until yeah. next time. Just remember, every little thing will tear you apart.